With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, big brother, how are you? I'm fine, and how are you? I'm just wonderful. Thank you for asking. You're just wonderful. Thank you, basking. Thank you for asking. Oh, thank you for asking. I thought you were like you're basking in the glory or the anointing or something. I'm like, okay. But that was yes, that was Thursday. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you're in, in, a, in a good mood. Things are working well for you, dear. Yeah, I'm in a wonderful mood. I'm glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. And her stomach is happy as well because she's eating. Yes, I may have to put you all on hold. I mean, on mute pretty soon. Because your stomach what? I'm eating. Oh, eating. Her stomach is happy. She's eating. eating. Got you, got you, got you. I understand. You still driving? No, I'm back. I'm back. I'm actually at work again. So got back oh, early okay. this morning. Oh, okay. I'm back in the in the place again. Alrighty. Well, I'm going on mute, brother. You let me know what you want, how you want to do it. Okay. Well, do you want to um, just pray pray in for a few minutes and then wait for people to come on or just go ahead? Uh, let's just go ahead and pray and we just go take it from there. All right. All right. You want me to start or you want to start? You can go ahead. Okay. Father God, we thank and give you the praise and the glory. As today you have drawn us together, to continue to grow up inside of each and every one of us. Let your word begin to permeate the atmosphere. Let the word begin to permeate the atmosphere, Father. Let the word begin to permeate the atmosphere, Father. You talk about a climate change. You talk about changing the climate. How about when the light and the word of God enters in? Mm. The power, the anointing, the presence of the Holy Ghost. The enemy must fall back. The enemy must fall back. Because who can stop the Most High God? Mm, mm, mm. Come on now. Who can stop the Most High God? Who can stop the Most High God? If he chooses to move, who's going to stop him? That's who we serve. That's who we're a joint heir with. Jesus Christ. 
with joint heirs. We're sitting at the right hand of the most high God. If God is for you, who can be against you? So, Father God, I say thank you right now. Bless those who bless us. Curse those who curse us. Let us move in the power, the anointing, and the authority that you have deemed for us to move in. Mm, mm, mm. But, Father God, we first must get an understanding of that, Lord, because too often we're walking in truth. Shut up. Oh, wow, Father. So too often we're walking in shallow and trying to do deep things. Mm, mm, mm. Too often we're walking in shallow and trying to do deep things. You say we're not ready yet. And too often we we we, we want to go and we think we're doing deep things and we're actually doing shadow things, Lord. You got to teach and train us how to walk with you, in you, for you. You got to teach and train us how to release the power of God that is available to us. You're not trying to hold anything back, God. You're not trying to keep things, but you just, but see, we must be prepared by you. We must be taught by you. So, Father God, as we come forth to be trained by the Holy Spirit, as we come forth to seek ye first, teach us, mm. train us, mm. position us, mm. prepare us, mm. be our friend, but most of all, be our God. So we thank you. In Jesus' holy name, I say amen, amen, and amen. 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 I'm going to be on mute. Father, I ask that you would sit me down and you arise, O great spirit of old. I ask that you would speak to the people, not just by the words that are coming out of my mouth, Father, but I ask that you would speak to their spirits, speak to their minds, speak to their their head spaces, speak like my brother said, to the atmosphere of what's guarding their life. And I ask that you would shift the climate because it's imperative for them to be in a different headspace, a different place, and a different posture and positioning in you because of the fact that all things that are prophesied and spoken into them can happen pertaining to their posture and their position. We ask these things in your name we pray. Amen. Today, I was sharing from the standpoint of position, posture, and prophecy. Most people don't understand that the three are not synonymous with one another. They are all three different things. But a lot of people fail to realize when there's a prophecy that has been given, that it's automatically going to happen regardless of your posture or your position. 
the definition for poor, poor position is a place in line or in a sequential order of such, in meaning that you can be one, you can be ten, you can be last, but position is in the placement of such of where one would be um, inhabit or, or, or be placed or live or um, or reside or, or, or visit on a regular basis or on a particular basis. Posture is in the idea of how one is standing, the, 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 the attitude, the um, the the way that the position of how they're standing, the position of how they're laying, the position of how they are, whether they're bent or they're humbled or they are um, um, the way that they actually are holding their body, the way that they're sitting, um, a particular way of dealing with or considering an approach or an attitude. And we all know that what prophecy is. And I think I want to give a better definition for position, and that would be a place where someone is located or has been put. And the interesting part of that is the has been put part because there's a lot of times we have felt as if we were put into a place because of circumstances and choices that we've made, ideologies and circumstances that we have accepted and we feel that God has put us there, and we have done that on our own merit. We have been placed in those positions because we have been in in a position of being in control of our own lives and our own decisions and not letting God take the helm. So it's seemingly as if we have gone through some things and we're just put in this position there without acknowledging the fact that we put ourselves there. We've allowed ourselves to be in that place. We've allowed ourselves to be in that space. And then when we get to the place of having all that being said or done, we want the prophecy to come for us. We want the prophecy to be yay and amen. We want to be as nasty or as happy, or as sad, or as calm as we want to be, but we still want the prophecy to be what it is. It's not going to happen like that. The reason why it's not going to happen like that is because that's not how it was designed to happen. Because he has a way of doing things that are appropriate to he and he alone. And we have to understand that as I was sharing with um, Pastor Farley, I said, I don't care how many prophecies I received when I was not in the right position. 
it wasn't going to happen for me. I was just interviewing last week or this week at the beginning of the week while I was in Chicago for a position that I was ready for. And I didn't get the job. Yesterday, I applied or I, I interviewed for another position that I was ill prepared for. And I got great feedback from my um, my interviewer. And I should be hearing back. And I, I believe in my heart of hearts that I got the job. But I was not prepared for it. But my posture and my positioning was I needed more time. I needed to understand that I wanted to be studying. I wanted to know that I could show myself approved. But God himself had to show me it had nothing to do with me studying. It has everything to do with him being God. Because he said that he would never leave me nor forsake me, nor me or my children begging for bread. So at that point, we come to the understanding that it has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with the position and our posture. Our posture is one of the biggest areas of life that we have an effect on that can change by ourselves and we don't need no help. I don't know about y'all, but when I was growing up, let me have a frown on my face. Let me cross my arms. Let me have my shirt untucked. Let me be disheveled. The first thing that my parents would say is fix your face. Tuck your shirt in. Stand up straight. Put your arms down. That's something that I have control of. And because I have control of it, it should not be hard for me to fix it. But, beloved, I promise you that's one of the hardest things that church folks have to deal with. Because you want people to see the frown on your face. You want people to know that you're pissed off. You want people to know that you're mad as heaven and hell at them versus killing them with kindness. The Bible says love will put heaping hot coals across their forehead. But you would rather have a humanistic approach to something you just can't even fix yourself. But you hear God. You know prophetic words. You get what he's doing, but you haven't seen the manifestation of such. Why? Because of your posture. Because you think I'm the head of the family, so therefore I should get X, Y, and Z. I'm the oldest. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. So, is your heart willing? Are you obedient? Are you a lover of the brothers who you cannot see, that you see, since you love the God that you cannot see? He says, how do you love me who you cannot see, but don't love your brother that you see on a day-to-day basis? When I was getting prophetic words about loving arms. This is what God was going to do, and I'm so, um, so, so, such a, a pivotal person in the kingdom. It didn't matter to me because I didn't believe it. 
when I actually had the understanding of, God, I'm tired of having less than. I'm, I'm tired of being in the position of last. I'm tired of having to scrape and having to ask people for things versus letting me be the one to give, letting me give the, be the one that, that doesn't have to borrow. And, it, and it's been an amazing feeling that you could be the one to say here and there's no questions asked. And, you know, God's just going to bless you because you're being obedient and a good steward over the things that he has given you. And, and you're not, you're, you have been selfish. You have basically changed your posture to the fact of I'm not giving you my last, but God, if I give my last, I know that you're going to show up. Father, if I give you something that I know that means something to you, that, that, that means something to me, but ultimately it's a sacrifice and you see it, God, I know that you have something in store for me. And, and those are the understandings that we've been learning on the line that we get to the place of changing a, a paradigm and shifting a paradigm and understanding that, yeah, we, we, we've gone through some things. We've had to experience some things. But because we've had to experience those things does not mean that our posture, it's okay for our posture to be horrible. It's okay for our face to be messed up. It's okay for us to be frowning up and, and our arms being crossed because we don't feel like it. A lot of times people don't feel like it. Some people are going to the hospital right now doing dialysis, chemo, radiation. They don't feel like it. Their posture could be messed up. Their position sucks right now because they feel as if they don't know if they have the next breath to breathe in the next day, the next hour, the next month, the next year. But we're frowning about simple things. We're frowning about things that we don't understand why the Father's allowing us to go through them. Tomorrow's Mother's Day. Some people on this line and some people that are close to us in this prayer line that we pray for every day don't have a mama to call to say, hey, I was just thinking about you. I just wanted to hear your voice today. I want you to know whether I can see you or not, I'm thinking about you. But we still have a position of being nasty have a position of being ugly and, and, and deceitful and, 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 and contrite. How dare you? But you want everything that God has prophesied to come to your life, but you mean it fail. But he's supposed to do it for you because that's what his word says. But his word says if you are willing and therefore obedient, then therefore you should eat the good of the land. If you're willing to be in the place that God has allowed you to be in and you're obedient and your posture doesn't suck, then therefore the prophecy can manifest. That's what he's saying. That's the verbiage that I use that I hear the Father saying that, hey, you can have everything that I've had the man and one of God to promise to you in a prophetic word. When are you going to say 10, 15 years ago that you have still have the ear of those people, but you won't release the word that I told you to say? 
when are you going to do these things that I've asked of you to sacrifice just for a little bit, just for one hour? When are you going to do these things? Because your posture is telling me no, and your position still is the same as I left you. That's the problem. We've been in this game for a long time. We've been doing this for a long time, and it does not make any sense for us not to see the manifestation of his word because he does not lie. He says, I am a man that I should not, should not lie, neither the Son of God, that I should repent. And if therefore I said it, then therefore I'll do it. So if it has not been done, where's the disconnection? Is it that he lied, or could our position be an issue? Could our posture be the reason as to why? And I keep on talking about posture and position because position is interesting because you can get a blessing and still be last. You could be a blessing and you could get a blessing and still be in second. Sometimes first, when you're on a con- when you're when, when you're basically on the in these competitions, sometimes first is is the worst place to be, because you have to basically accept only what they give. But second place, you can design your own contract to say what you will do and what you won't do. Sometimes it's not always about first. But the statement that I must share with you is that you have to understand your position. You understand your posture, and those things right there will help you get to the manifestation of the prophecy. Just by knowing your position and your posture. I had an issue with a a, a manager of mine, and she talked to me crazy. I took some time to evaluate what I could have done differently and what I said or what I did not say or what my posture said and should have said. But then I thought about it. I'm going to talk to somebody else higher than her because I don't like the way she treated me. And because of the fact that I know who I am, I shared with him and I said, sir, let me explain something to you. I said, I know that I'm not perfect. I know that I could do X, Y, and Z better. And I said, my position to you is that I feel as if I was treated unfairly because of just what she said to me. And he asked me to reverberate what she said, and I told him what she said. He says, okay. And I said, my posture wasn't disrespectful. My posture wasn't nasty. And I walked away. But my question to you is, is this how you want your employees to be treated? And he asked me who my managers were, 
and he knew that this lady was not one of the senior recruiters, and she was just a team lead. But he said, I thank you for calling me, and I thank you for telling me and sharing with me your experience, because you didn't have to, and I didn't know this was going on in the field. So, okay. And then he says, um... Well, and I, at this point, I said, well, and I told him, I said, it's, and, and I said, the only way that I will continue to work with the company is I get X, Y, and Z. Mind you, he didn't tell me I was going to stay with the company or not. He was just listening as if I thought that, and, and again, because I was mistreated, I treated our conversation as an exit interview. Little did I know at the conversation, at the end of the conversation, he said, well, you're going to have a different recruiter, and we have jobs all the time. And just because you don't get, get along with one of your team leads does not mean that you won't get along with one, another team lead. And we just don't throw people away. We just don't get rid of people. We just don't necessarily have the passion and heart that we were just, it's just dark where we're not going to be generous and nice to our employees because of how somebody feels. Now, if I were to have had an attitude with him and roll him a neck with aggression and all this craziness, he didn't have to entertain my conversation. But my position was that I didn't want to be right. I wanted to be righteous. And my posture was not nasty. It wasn't sloppy when bringing him the issues. I said what I had to say, and I acknowledged where I could have did things differently. And I let him know that I'm not perfect. But I did tell him, well, when I'm at this job and I'm working and the department directors ask me to stay for 21 days, I can't be doing that bad if they're asking me and emailing their bosses to see if I can stay the whole 21 days and not have an off day if I was that horrible. But even with that, my position was I have proof of such, but you can't tell the actual director to give kudos to the company when I do something right and you hold something against me when I do something wrong and then you don't tell me and then you get upset with me. That's not good leadership. So when we come to you guys and share with you guys what God is saying, the expectation is for you to get in alignment, to change your posture so your position can be recognized so the prophecy and the manifestation of God comes forth. But there are times where we don't understand that it's truly us and not God as to why things aren't happening in the time frame, in the matter of what we think. Because they said, I heard it said, God could do whatever he wanted in a New York minute. And I didn't necessarily understand that. But I guess New York's minutes are faster than Alabama's minutes. But the, the cliche to that was, they say New York, a New York minute, it means it's the pace. And, 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 and the resolution changes fast. And, and, and I said, well, I mean, well, I don't necessarily know if I want to live in New York, but I want a New York minute in Alabama. 
because there's some things in my life that I have an expectation to change, and I need the resolution fast, and I need to see it. And God, what could I do? Change your attitude, Mark. Change your understanding. Change your intellect. Change the words that you say. Change the things that you do. Change your past access code where when people used to piss you off, don't give them that power. Change. It's a hard thing to tell somebody. It's a hard thing to have an expectation for someone to do if they don't want to change, if they don't want to see the salvation of God. They just want something. My encouragement is that in order to get something, you have to know that you have to give something in exchange. If you don't give something in exchange, you don't deserve anything. If you don't give something in exchange, you shouldn't ask for anything. If you don't give something in exchange, what are you going to receive? When you go to Walmart, to Publix, and the grocery stores, when you put food in your basket, you just can't walk out of the store without giving them an exchange, some money, some dividends, credit cards, cash, ATM, coins, whatever it is that you're that you're expecting to receive that's in your, um, that in your um, grocery cart is what you're going to have to pay for. So how much different is life? How much different is God? How much different are the things that we experience when it comes to the ideology of what we want to see manifest in our lives? If it's a manifestation that we need, the manifestation has to start with us. I can't always expect an apology if I don't want to give one. Hello. I can't always worry about somebody thinking about my feelings if I'm always worried about my own feelings and not caring about theirs. I can't expect for someone to want me and love me and and, 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 and hold and hold me accountable for things if I'm holding them accountable and I can't hold they can't hold me accountable. That's not fair. And right now, because we're taking these grad courses classes as my brother would say it's time out for us to basically be so selfish. How do I keep my brother? By being what? Consistent. Patient. Focused. Caring. Loving, not manipulative. And this goes for my sister as well, but I'm just saying my brother and sister's keeper. We have to be who we are and who we say that we are to them for the expectation for them to be and who they say they are to us. Anybody on the line right now? Yeah, I'm here. Anybody else? Yeah, I'm still here. What 
for 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 both of you guys. What's something? What was that? Was that somebody else? Yeah, I don't know who it was. Okay. What is what is something that just by the conversation that we're having that you can change your position and your posture so the prophecy can come? Talking about in our own personal walk, right? In your own personal walk. This has nothing to this is this call is just about me. And my house alone, and I'm not talking about the one that we live in. I'm talking about the one that we dwell in. Right. Well, I could say for myself is in order to change my position and posture, I have to change how I view and see things. Stop internalizing everything, and as all my brothers keep telling me, get out my own head. But my own head changes my position and posture to that of negativity or self-doubt versus one of assurance in God. So what I hear you saying is you can change your posture, right? Yes. Because your posture is you not having the self-assurance that God is going to do it and you are capable of everything that he has said that you were, correct? Correct. So so my question to that is, then how do you walk into that manifestation? The main thing is to get out of my head. I mean, if God has told me something or placed someone in my life, understand their role and their position and that it may not always align how I think, but that does not mean that it's over. Okay. Just because okay. things well, do not go my just because things do not go the way that I expect them to go does not mean that they're not going the way that God has predestined it. Okay. Now I'm ready to ask you a question though. I know. <laughs> I'm glad you know. You spoke of other people in that situation, right? Mm-hmm. I want to know what Fannie Marie Ivy can do for one simple reason. The people are going to be there, and sometimes they're not going to be there. But what is consistent is you. Correct. And how you get there is just doing it and not thinking about it. Mm-hmm making the decision to say that this is where my light turns into a laser, God. This is my goal. This is where I'm going. This is my destiny. This is my purpose, and this is all I can focus on. So, self, you have to get into alignment of what the Lord says. Self, if that not be what God said, you shut up. Fanny, sit down this time, honey. Holy Ghost is going to take rain because where I have to go, even you cannot sabotage my goal. 
That's what we got to tell ourselves. So sometimes it's nothing about just preparing for the process. You just have to do it. Sometimes it's not about getting everything in order. We just have to go. When the man of God was down in the mulberry bush, he asked the father, shall I go now? He says, no. Come up when you hear the stirring and the going of the wind. He didn't have any preparation of such. He was finding himself in the in the fix where he was running from his enemies. And he hid down in the mulberry trees. And who was to say that they wouldn't have come to the trees? Who was to say that they wouldn't have found him? Who was to say that he was going to know what going meant when God says, come up? All he had was the knowledge and the insight to hear the wind. And when it was going and meaning whistling and blowing, that's when he knew he was going to go up. Because why? He had to obey the word. It was not a word of own, it was the word of the Father. And he said, come up when you hear the going of the wind. And the going meant that the wind was going to be stirred, and that's when his enemies were going to be captured. But the point of it was that if he was in his own head, he wouldn't have went up when the winds start going. Why? Because he would have thought that they were going to ambush him. He would have thought that they were going to do something against him or do something to him, or he was going to be captured. Why? Because he would have been in his own head. But this is where self has to sit down, and the, the old spirit has to arise. I said, an old sleeping giant, the, 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 the comforter, the keeper, I need you to rise right now. I need you to show yourself strong because I alone can't do this on my own. Does that make sense, honey? Yeah, that makes sense. So the next time you have to take this test, because we're all going to have to repeat it, how would you respond? Well, the process in which he has started having me to do is, first of all, before I react, before I get in my head, breathe, pray, then look at the situation. Don't look at the situation first, then pray. I have to pray first, then look at the situation. And I'm able to see it from his standpoint and from his point of view and in a way in which he desires for me to walk, not how I desire to walk. And can I tell you something? That's yeah. the first thing that's going to break the enemy, take the enemy off of, off of guard. Because they're used to us not breathing, not praying, and not seeing what the Father is saying versus sounding off and getting with them. They're used to us getting with them and getting on that level. But when I give you something that you cannot relate to, then you're looking like boo-boo the fool. Yeah. Oh, you thought I was going to respond? Did you really think that you were going to get that, that response from me? Oh, I'm sorry but you have the wrong address. I'm sorry that you came for a show, but that 
Broadway play is over. I'm moving towards destiny. And I don't do those things. That's not how I was raised. That's not how I was reared. I don't know who told you that I was going to respond this way, but you got another thing coming. If that's how you feel and that's what you wanted, I'm sorry you got the wrong guy. You got the wrong girl. Because that's not how I respond. Because I, 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 I respond exceedingly and accordingly to what the Bible says. Because that's my new gauge. That's where I set myself. That's how I'm separating myself from just everybody else. There's a new sheriff in town, and because there's a new sheriff in town, there's new laws and different things that I have to abide by. And giving you the attitude and giving you all that extra foolishness, that's just not me. I'm sorry I can't be a part of this. Then they don't know what to do. Then the expectation of such would be like there was nothing, like, what's wrong with this fool? I know that they know I don't like them, but they're hugging me. They're smiling. They're saying hi. And they're ministering to me, and they're loving on me, heaping hot coals. That's what it is. That's what it's going to do, heaping hot coals. Why? Because it wasn't their expectation. It was their expectation to keep the crap going, keep the foolishness started, and then you're going to miss out on something. No. Destiny awaits me, baby. I don't know where you're going, but my ticket says destiny. I don't know where your pit stops are. But right now, I'm not going to get distracted. Even if I have to go this road by myself, I'm not going to be detoured. Why? Because it's just not me anymore. Like I was telling Farley, I told him I can't remember the last time my mom and I had an argument. Because we argued all the time. Because my positioning, I was mad. I was upset. I was frustrated. She was provoking me to wrath. She was driving the bus on Rath train, on, on Rath road, but I still had to respect her. But it says children obey your parents, but it says parents don't provoke them to wrath. But I was upset, I was angry, and I was frustrated. But because I changed my posture, then my position changed. I went from being the one that they looked lowly upon in the family now that they look up to in the family. Because now when something is happening, I have a say-so because I'm contributing. Because I changed my posture, me changing my posture, changed my position, and then the prophecy could come forth. That makes sense? I changed my posture of arguing with you and knowing that I'm really the head of the family because I'm doing things that other people are not doing. I'm saying things now that other people are not saying. So now you have to hear me. You have to hear what thus saith the Lord. You have to hear and obey. Now it's just not me. Now it is the spirit that is in me convicting you that you have to obey now. So, no, I don't have to argue with you. The same way that you have a closet, I got one too. And I can go in there and he hears me. Okay. If that's how you feel, 
I understand. But now it's not a rebuttal as to me being uh, um, a disobedient child. Okay. Yes, ma'am. But then I go to the father and say, well, this is the situation, father. Now what shall I do? Now I need us to come together and have an understanding that this is not the, the cross that I want to bear. Why? Because I want this to be different. And it's been different because I've changed the way that I looked at things. I've changed the posture of how I dealt with things. I've changed the posture of not always giving a response versus saying, yes, ma'am, and then shutting every else, everything else down. That's when my position changed, not with the words, but with my posture, with my prayers, with me changing my responsibilities, me not depending on them to give me something versus me being able to give them something. And the attitude that, oh, I'm always in need, I can give, I can do things. So at that point, when my posture changed and my position changed, then the prophecy was right there. Because at that point, I was obeying what the Spirit had to say to me, not through anybody else. Because the same way that the Spirit can talk to somebody about you, the Spirit can talk to you yourself. But what are you going to do with it now? What are you going to say with it now? What are you going to change now that you understand the prophecy was not there, not because God lied, but because your position was not in alignment and your posture wasn't right. So therefore, how could he bless you? How could he give you something? You didn't deserve it. You still don't deserve it, but he is just that right of a God to give you what you need and what you want and what you can ask for and even think, and you not even be worthy of such. But he's just that God. Hey, Doc, what's something in your life that you could actually change with your own control to get to the prophecy? Is Dijon on the phone? I'm not sure, but I want to comment on what you were saying. Go ahead. Um, Understanding prophecy and understanding God, understanding seed time and harvest time. So when God is prophesying or speaking something into our life, a lot of times we're not that person or that thing or that situation has not evolved to that point. Now, what happens is if we get come into agreement with it, as the prophet was saying, then we begin to subject our will to our will be. We begin to get over ourselves. The Holy Spirit has to train you how to get up out your flesh, nature, your thoughts, all those different things. And what he's doing is he's beginning to prepare you for that which he called you. So the prophecy may not have manifest 
character yet. You may not be that person yet. That does not mean God's word is not true. It just means you have to grow up into what he called you to be, which goes back to process. But as Fanny Marie says, we too often look at us, we look at our situations, and definitely about how things are going, and we have to, again, have to be trained how to look past the situation, how to get over your emotions, how to be diligent, how to don't, you don't care how it feels, you don't care what somebody else said, what did he say? Because, see, that's what's going to make the father move. But when we start out that we're literally a little baby, God knows that. But we say yes, then the Holy Spirit begins to work with us and grow us up into that. But we're too often caught up in right here, right now, and especially in how we think it's supposed to happen, that we lose connection, trust, obedience, humility, and all those other things that God is trying to grow us up in so then we can fulfill that what you called us to do. So what you're saying to me is this, is that because, like Fannie Marie said, we're all in our own head, mm-hmm. we're stopping the manifestation. Amen. Oh, wait, 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 wait a minute. Not only in our head, but when what goes in front of our head comes out of our mouth. Oh, check that out, of course, it did get dick Well, I'm glad that you said that because that makes it just much easier that I don't have to hit them with the nail or hit the hammer on the nail that you just put in their eye. <laughs> did you say speak something? Is that again? what you said, speak? You yes. said because you said yes. which we speak? Yes. Also, does that mean that our words cancel out our prophecies? And the gate is slowed down, cancel it out, yep. Because we're Because not ready. we said Yeah, and then we talked about the prophet who basically told us the process. Mm, oh, it was the prophet's fault, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we talked about God because we said, Well, where is it at? Because it ain't happening. So what's mm-hmm. going on? What's up? Mm-hmm. And, so and our tongue Mm-hmm. That can kill from afar. Mm-hmm. The strongest muscle in your body that can rejuvenate and heal yes. itself and fix itself. That yes. thing right there, right? Yeah. That sword. That rubber. That thing. Come on. Come on, boy. Oh, 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 oh. So that, the thing that can control my mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if I allow it to control my mind, I can say, let this mind be in Christ. That is, I mean, let this mind be Christ that is also in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? For God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and the soundness of mind. God, if you said I can do it, I can do all things for you that senses me. God, that thing that yeah. they said that I would never do and I would never become because oh. they looked at it from a finite principle and point of view that they didn't think I could ever get there. But God, hey, you said. Come on here. Come on. You said, God, now God, it's up to you to get with me and me to get with you and make it happen. God, because here I am now. I believe it now. I didn't Mm -hmm. believe it then because I saw myself laying in the bed, always sick with allergies and this, that, and the other. But, God, every day I wake up, I don't have allergies. Every day I wake up, I'm going to work. I don't need my mama to give me a wake-up call no more because I wake up at 4 o'clock because I like what it looks like on Thursday, Sam. 
You you said something real powerful. You said you believe in it now. So and uh, so we're speaking. We're not believing it. That's why we're not believing it. We're speaking negativity. So, so at that point, our mind is captured. It, yeah. it, it, our mind is in captivity. So what we believe, not what he says. We have literally locked our mind in a cage and threw away the key. My God. Because We have said it's not important. Come on. He said that man, will you be made whole? Mm. Now, the water is walking and it's coming to you, and you got an excuse. Mm. Mm. The water mm. is moving in your direction. Mm. And you don't have to trample over nobody, but you got something to say. Mm. <laughs> the water mm. is coming directly to your address to see about you, but you don't want to open the door. The water is knocking. That's not my say. Sam, the water is saying, hey, you over there on the bed, 38 years, get up. The water. The water is already stirred, not by an angel, but the answer. <laughs> but you don't want to do nothing about it. You don't want to say nothing about it. You just want it to be what it is. That's why your prophecy is not here. That's why your prophecy is what it is. That's why you can't see what it is that you need to see. That's why you can't hear what it is that you need to hear. That's why it is what it is, and then you just basically, God, woe is me. It's only woe is me because there's some things that you have done to take yourself out of position and left your posture in the same fashion, and then, therefore, you don't get the prophecy. Because why? You have moved yourself out of alignment. You have moved yourself from first to the middle. You have counted yourself out from what he said. You got degrees and education and common sense and, and book smarts and street smarts, but then you're still stuck where you are. My God. Everything in this life that he is giving you has created you for life and godliness according to his word. But you live in subpar. You live in beneath what he has created you for because if you speak kingdom and say what he says, his word says it's got to manifest. So if you're not speaking it, you're telling me that you are the one that is why you don't have your prophecy here. Why you are the one that don't have it because I know God's word is not a lie. Because I've spoken some things, and I've seen it come to pass. 
Well, I got you, Mark. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's not see. Cause we got to be real. Because, see, first thing we're going to say, I spoke that, and I believed it. Okay, well, you spoke and believed it mm, about 20 times. But how much often do you speak negativity? How much often were you reactionary? See, those are the things that the Holy Spirit begins to show you. And like Fanny mm-hmm. said, then you have to become accountable because he's trying to show you not to hurt you. He's trying to show you to grow you up. But if you don't even realize that you're walking in error, if you don't realize that you're missing it, you're too busy walking around believing a lie and blaming God because it doesn't work. So he has to bring you to reality with the truth, which will break the bondages and the yoke off of your life so that you can submit yourself to his word, which is a governing factor. But again, we're too caught up in who we think we are, and we choose to walk in the fallacy and unbelief, which is empowered by the prince of the power. But we must submit ourselves to the most as he shows you you're a flesh creature and no flesh is on glory in my presence. So if you're going to walk in pride, I'm going to let you walk, but you'll be outside of my will and you will not receive the promises that I want to have to want to give you. Yes. You can name it and claim it all you want to in part and, and, and do all that. But if you don't walk into the manifestation of what you have named, then therefore you're going to answer to anything. I told my mother just the other day, anytime that I get an email from a recruiter and they put the wrong name on there, I won't work for them because I'm not going to answer to whatever you call me. I'm going to answer to my name. My name is Mark. So that's what you should address me in my email. I know that sounds petty, but I'm going to show something to you. You're a whore. You're a whoremonger. You're a tramp. You're stupid. You're dumb. You're not going to make it. You're not successful. You're going to do this. You're going to spend all this. You're going to waste this. You're going to do that. We've already answered to the wrong name. So why not answer to what he has called you? the head and not the tail, above, not beneath, the, the borrower, not the lender, the one who can bless, not the one that's always looking for a blessing. My name is what he has called me because that's what he has declared for my life. But it took me some time to understand the manifestation of such. It took me some time to see what he was telling me. It took me some time to understand when the prophecy comes over and over again, man of God, you have greatness inside of you. Because I would wonder where the hell this greatness was. Until I believed that I was everything that God said. Even after I heard them call me stupid. After I heard them call me names. After I heard them tell me that I had X, Y, Z going on in my life. After I heard that they thought this about me and they thought that about me. But now... They allowed me to understand the purpose as to why I had to go through that process. Now, you can call me everything that you want to, but put blessed on that, please. Put a handle on it. Put, put favored on that one, please. Put a handle on it. Put successful on that, please. Put a handle on it. Put intelligent on that, please. Put a handle on it. 
Because you said all these things about me and I answered to them. But God, I apologize because I didn't answer to what you called me. God, I apologize that I didn't believe what you said. But Father, now that I know that I know that I know this is what you said, they can't tell me nothing. They can't tell me otherwise. And the reason why they can't tell me otherwise, God, is because I knew it was you all the time, and I was afraid. I had fear. I had anxiety. I had worry. I had doubt. I had issues that were in my flesh that were warring members against one another that made me feel as if I wasn't worthy, God, that I wasn't good enough. I was always second best. I wasn't always the one that they picked. I was always the one that was picked over. I was the one that they talked about and said that was going to be X, Y, and Z. I might have been the runner of the litter. I might have had all these things that were against me, God. But this time you picked me. And, Father, now that you picked me and I know that you picked me, guess what, Daddy? This gives me the opportunity to pick myself. It says when my mother and my father forsake me, I know I can do it for myself because, God, I got you. When I don't have nobody and everybody's turned their back and I can't pick up a phone and my ear is my best friend because it's the only thing that can catch some tears. Father, I get it now. I understand. The reason as to why I can be successful I can be profitable, I can be intelligent, and I can do everything that you have said I can do to you that strengthens me, Father, is because my position and my posture is no longer the same. Father, I am at the place, like the man of God was when he wrestled with an angel. He said, I'm going to hold on, and I'm not going to let go. Until you bless me. I don't care what I got to do. But you're going to have a fight on your hands. Because this time around, it's me. I need the blessing. It's me. I need the manifestation. It's me. But God, in exchange of that, my fight shows you my determination. My fight shows you my will. My fight shows you that I'm not going to give up this time around. My fight shows you that I learned from my mistakes. My fight shows you that these scars were for naught. Because, God, I get it this time. The other times I might not have understood that I wasn't mature enough. But, God, I've been through enough with you now that I understand. The boat might rock. It might get windy. But, God, I know that if you're in the belly of this boat, it's not going to flip over. God, I've seen both be on broken pieces, but God, I know that you're there. And God, I understand what you told the disciples. You had peace in the boat, but then you had the understanding that the spirit of peace was in the boat, but you never said anything to the clouds. God, now I understand that you give me that same element of power to speak peace be still when all hell is breaking loose around me. Because I've changed my posture and my, my position changed. God, I get it now. Now I can walk into the prophecy and be everything that you have said. 
God, I get it now. I understand. But then I didn't. But, God, I, I appreciate the opportunity for you to let me see this day. Let me see the manifestation of this, that I know that I know that I know that I am who I am because that's what you said. But I am who I am because I see myself in the dreams. I am who I am because my posture has changed. I am who I am because my position has moved from the back of the line to the front of the line. I am who I am because the first time that they think about a contract coming up, when they think about the emergency room, they think about Mark. I am who I am because they picked Sam to be the one to fix and rehab this particular house to make this a particular money, but they gave everybody else a lower bid. I am who I am because every time that I've dedicated myself to do the reports and make reports and do things on my own, you called me to ask me to make something, Fannie Marie. Why? Because you were answering the call. The world has problems, but when we change our position and our posture, we become an answer. Because the world is moaning and groaning and waiting for the true manifestations of the sons to appear. The appearing of a son means that the answer is on the way. We know the son. Because we know the son, we become the answer that the world is waiting on. My only question is, when do you change your posture so your position can change, so the prophecy can be manifested, and then you show up? I'm done, brother. But, you know, often that's the problem. We're not willing to change. We're waiting for the prophecy to manifest because we don't want to look at us being the problem. It's it's always somebody else or something, and we don't want to be accountable. Maybe I don't have it right. Maybe I am wrong. Maybe I'm not as good as I thought. Maybe I am missing it. Because, see, what we have to come to accept and let God get you to that point, because I can't get you there. Charles can't get you there. Gully, the Holy Spirit will get you to the point either on this side or that side. He's going to say, my word is true. Now, because of the fact that you failed to believe or receive it did not make the word of none effect. So now, if we come to the understanding that, well, if his word is true and it's not manifested in my life, evidently the blame is on me somewhere. See, that's when you become Come real. Come on. That, that's Come when on. you become real. But see, we don't want to do that because then I'm going to have to change or I could be wrong or I miss it or I'm going to be uncomfortable I'm or I'm going to have to do some things I don't want to do. I'm a CC. That's that why we choose to stay stuck, stay stupid, stay broken, stay whatever, because it's our understanding which is empowered by the flesh, by the prince of the power of the air. It keeps us captivated when we yield to the enemy. But if we come in let God be God in our life. He will break that bondage off of your life until you begin to walk in the liberty that is available to you. But see, that's a choice. And sometimes that choice is hard. I know I'm going to mess up, but as my sister says, it's hard.
harder than we make it, easier than whatever she said. But bottom line, it's a choice we need to make to walk in what's available to us. And and and, and it's and it's true, brother. And and I, while you were while you were ministering, you know what I heard? <laughs> Him simply say this. When you when you said whether you do it on this side or the other, he says, my word will not come back void to me. You can choose to do it here. Amen. Or you can do it on the other side. Come on. But what I said will not be a lie. Come on. My word will not be voided by your stupidity and action. My word will not be mocked by you or anyone else. My word. It says the heaven and earth shall pass away. But the word will stand forever. And he said, he said, every, he says, he says, everything that proceeded out of the mouth of God, the word. Come on. Every word was a logos and a thing. He said, let there be, and then it was. A word. Yeah, Lord. My word will not come back void. My word. What are you talking about? The prophetic word. It can't come back void because he don't want it after he's given it to you. So go get it. I know my shit. Why would he take something back that is glorious that was made just for you? My name is on it. Not yours. But my name is on it. How could you take something with my name on it? It's mine. Yeah. Devil, it's not yours. Wow. If I have to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and pray to get mine back, God, I'll sacrifice because it's mine. Wow. Devil, you can't have it. That's why the Bible says that he's going to give me seven times what you stole because it was mine. It was mine. He said he was going to give us like seven times what the canker worm and locust stole because it wasn't theirs. It was mine. It had our name on it. Children of God, but you mm. can't have it. Mm. But then you got to make it specific. It had Mark on it. It wasn't yours. But I was dumb enough to lay there and die and let you have it. But I was up. I changed my posture. My position is different now. Now you let me wake up and acknowledge the fact that God is real. All right now. I woke up into the understanding that his word was not going to lie. I woke up to the understanding that because I was lying there, he wasn't going to wait for me. I had to make the decision to say, I'm going to do this, God. I Mm. had to make the decision to get up. Mm. I had to make the decision that the hand was not going to come and Mm. drag me nowhere. I had to get up. Mm. Mine, God. Mine. And it's okay to be selfish right now. Because if you don't have nothing for you, you can't do nothing for nobody else. Mine. 
Sam, you know I get. Um, you know I'm excited if I'm yelling because you know I'm, I'm a teacher. I don't scream, <laughs> but I see it. It's mine now. I get mad. I get angry. All right. Now. I used to be passive about it. Yeah, right. I will fight you now, and I'm not fighting fair. <clears throat> That's my mama, and I'm claiming her healing because she's not yours. It's mine. <laughs> <clears throat> I know what the doctor said, but I'm telling you in your bones. Stop being lazy. Stop being retarded about your health. You're a nurse. Get right. Because it's mine. Mm-hmm. I ain't playing fair no more, Sam. All right, now. We didn't lost too much. And people too early for us not knowing how to fight. Mm-hmm. I'm not fighting fair no more. Mm-hmm. Devil, you jealous of me because you can't see the city. But it's okay. I'm going to tell you about it. It's paid yeah. with gold as a house with my name on it is waiting just for me. Yeah. I ain't fighting fair no more. Have you ever seen the other gates, devil? I know there's plenty of gates lined with pearls. Yeah. I'm not fighting fair no more. You can never go back to the city, but I'm going to tell you about it in my dream. Because I'm going to tell you what we're talking about, devil. You can't even talk to the master anymore. Aren't you upset? I know that you're mad because I'm taking your place. I'm not fighting fair no more. It's because it's mine. I When I go to hell and I'm praying at 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning, when I'm there, I'm taking it back because I'm telling you everything that belongs to me that you stole, I'm getting it back with interest. And I wish... Like hell, you or your imps would mess with me right now because I have free access, because I have an understanding that I'm walking in the prophecy of God and I know who I am and whose I am. But because I know who I am and whose I am, I know what my expectation is and who I have to be. You let me find out who I was when you should have killed me. Mine. 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 And, and you know that the one thing that I can say that we as a people and, and and parents have have done wrong for our children, we've always told them that they had to share. But what I'm realizing sometimes it's okay to be selfish. It is theirs. It is theirs. Let them have it. Let the other children get something else. Because right there, that's what's ministering to them. That's what they need to comfort them. That's what they want. Mm-hmm. Let them have it. That's theirs. Let somebody else go get theirs. Because, Sam, I'm going after everything that is attached with my name on it. Because if I don't, the world will. And thus far, the world is winning with stuff that we believe and we say that it's us, but then we don't understand it's ours. Come on, huh? Positive thinking. No, let this mind be you that is also in Christ Jesus. That's thinking positive. But you're not going to have the law of attraction because you're thinking good and I'm thinking bad of myself because the church has beat the hell out of me and I only know that I've been doing bad all this time and ain't nothing good about me. No. I'm going to speak to myself and what I'm going to say what God says. That I am the head and I'm not the tail. I'm above and I'm not beneath. 
You want me to think that I'm beneath you, but I have more word in me than you do, Pastor. You just won't release me because you know what's inside of me. But guess what? I found out. Amen. I found out who I was. I don't need you to lay hands on me not now all the time to put what is in you in me. Because I got the real spirit, and it's not what you want me to have. I have the Holy Ghost. And he speaks to me, and all, all, he said he makes all things. What? He speaks well. He tells me about myself. He talks to me. He shows me. He gives me visions and understanding. I don't need you to tell me not one more prophecy. Why? Because he can speak to me himself. Because I have changed my posture, and I have moved up in the line. And because I've moved up in the line, Sam, when the skies part, I can see when my blessings coming. I know what basket to take with me so I can go catch it. When he says, turn around and look up, it's right there, Sam. When he says, go run a little bit faster to make sure it don't fall to the ground. Even if it's at the last minute, when they said that I've called everybody else's name, and then they look around and shake and say, uh-oh, I forgot one. Where is she at? Where is he at? Because it's got to get this one because it's got the date attached to it, Sam, and I don't want this to expire. I don't want this to expire, Sam. Amen. I don't want this one to miss me like the last one missed me. All right, now. I don't want this promise to die, Sam. So this time, I'm not going to complain about nothing. I'm just going to grab his feet. And I'm going to let everybody else around me think that I'm vexed. And they know that I'm vexed, but they don't have the power to fix what my problem is, Sam. I'm just going to grab a hold of his feet, and then he's going to tell everybody, shut it down and shut your mouth, and clearly he's vexed, and I'm going to go see about my child. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Wow. Because why? Sam, I know what posture I have to come in. I can't come in with my head up high. I have to be kneeled and bowed and in the posture of prayer, and I need to be in a place where I could be humble, and he doesn't have to humiliate me, um, family. I don't have to be humiliated anymore for everybody to know my secrets and my issues because I'm going humbly and I'm going to the throne of grace. Why? Because I understand my posture isn't just because I'm his child. I can get what I want when I want to, how I want to, and, and however I want to. No. There's a process to this thing. And the process is that you have to come in humbly. You have to come in willingly to do some things that you didn't normally want to do, that you was too cute to do, that you had a good suit on and you didn't want to get dirty. Your posture has to change. Then it's your position. The prophecy has never been a lie. It's been waiting on you. You haven't been waiting on it. Because the Bible says when there is anything that happens here on this earth, it's an if and a then. 
you have to be willing and obedient. Then the prophecy stands forth. I have to be willing to change my posture. I have to be obedient to what my position is that God has called me to be. And then, therefore, the prophecy of eating the good of the land has no other alternative but to be a blessing to me. It's in that order. That's exactly why I said posture, position, and then prophecy. And I made sure to know that they were three different things, because they are. But if you change your posture, you'll move to the front of the line. And when you move to the front of the line, there shall not be anything that he said that is good that he would withhold from you because you've done what he asked you to do. You've done what he said for you to do. You've changed your posture. Your position has changed, and then the prophecy is manifested in your life. What else would you want him to do? Because he is just that good. He's God all by himself. Besides him, is there is no other. He's the king of kings, the Lord of lords. And, and he said, if, therefore, if I said it, then therefore I'll do it. So if he said that I am everything and I am all, why won't I give you the word that I've already prophesied to you through a man or woman of God? I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. I'm trying to see if you believe what you heard me say. I'm trying to believe if you think you're even worthy of it. I called you blessed. I don't care what everybody else called you, but I called you sustainable. I told you that you were going to be the one that changed the dynamics of your whole family and they didn't understand it or didn't know how to do it. I told you that. And because I told you that, I know my word is not going to come back void. Because if it comes back to me void, that means I lied. He hasn't lied to me in 39 years, and I don't believe he's going to waste one yet. I say yet, because I want to keep living to have the experience that he will not lie. And I have a but God praise. They told me no, but Friday they said yes. So it goes from Monday, they said no, Friday they said yes, in that same seven-day time frame. But God. But I was prepared for one thing, and the thing I was prepared for, they told me no. The thing I wasn't prepared for, they told me yes. How does that make sense? But God. So my challenge to you is, Be willing to change your posture so your position can be moved to the front of the line so you can receive every prophecy and they be yea and amen that the Father has promised you. That's my challenge. And we'll meet again next month on the first Saturday. I'm done. Amen. 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 Amen.
Hey, Doc, do you have anything to add? He's like, nah, I'll do it up on Friday. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, he was just... He, he was just, he said, I'm in reception mode. I'm receiving today, and that's fine. Hey, man, what is it? Anybody, um, anybody else on the line? Anybody need closing prayer or anything or us to minister to your pastor position and, and your prophecy? Well, I always accept prayer. Prayer is always appropriate. Pastor Farley? Mm-hmm. All right. You got it. What I will speak to is the little girl. Mm. Well, I know he did. I'm going on mute. That's always had to explain herself. That's always had to say, this is why, or this is what's going on, and this is, this is how I feel, this is what, this is what happened. Because that has transitioned into the woman that feels as if there has to be de- defense and define why things are happening versus it just is. My encouragement to you is that I don't care who it is. I don't care what it is. I don't care what they're asking, desiring, and wanting. You do not have to explain yourself anymore. You don't have to explain why Fannie Marie has done it this way all this time. She is set free, she's delivered, and she's no longer bound from what the world thinks of who she is, why she does this, why she has so many furs, how come she has so many shoes. I don't have to explain myself anymore. I've explained myself to the point where they've used it against me. I'm not going to give you any more ammunition. As a matter of fact, you might as well throw away your gun. Have a good day. I love you. Smooches. Why? Because I'm not going to equip the adversary with nothing else against me because I didn't think that I was enough. I'm ready now for a fight. And devil, that's exactly what you're going to get. Because the stuff that I thought that I lost, I'm even going to get that back. I don't have to give you an explanation why. Because I want it. Why? Because it's mine. And it's okay to have that attitude now, honey. It's okay to have that attitude and, and that posture. Because for so long, things have been beating you and bruising you and leaving you for dead and wounding you. Friends, family, and even lovers, 
You don't have to take it anymore. God, now I want everything that is promised. And just to give you a little hint, you're not too old for Boaz. You're not too this for your Boaz. You are created just in his image (laughs) and his likeness for you to accomplish and achieve and have whatever he has said was yours. Now I'm tagging Farley. You there, Fen Marie? Yes, I'm here. I mean, and you were a big girl. You didn't even cry. She on mute. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, I'm right here. If, Sam, if you're not going to pray, you're not going to pick on my sister. She, I didn't hear her cry. She might have, but Sam, she might have had a couple of tears, though. <laughs> Is there anybody else? Um, are we doing prayer now? You said what? Yeah. Are we praying? Are you guys doing prayer now? Yeah. I like Yeah, well, can I get some prayer, please? Sam? Yes, sir. You got to pray. Sure. You want prayer, sir? That's Jesse. Come thought so. How you doing today, Jess? Doing all right. How are you? I'm doing all right. Okay, Father God, let me pray for Jesse. Shara the Kumboski is a combo to run to the go see this, go to the Kumboski is a combo to go see this, go to the Kumboko Saka. So, I know you're familiar with Roots. I don't know if you saw the new version or the old version. But remember um, Kunta Kente? And the master kept calling him Toby, but he kept calling himself Kunta Kente, even to the point where he finally cut off his foot and he quit running away, and he accepted in his name that his name was Toby. But in his heart, he always called himself Kunta Kente. What does that mean to you with me telling you that? Uh, um, yeah, I, I feel like I've, I've accepted a role that is not really who I am. And because of that fact, I've allowed things to happen that I normally wouldn't. You said something about who you are and who you'll be. Say that again, please. I've, I've allowed other people to put me in a box. I've allowed other people to say this is who I am and this is who I'm not and I've accepted that and yet it's not me. 
So now, we just had this whole thing talking about um, uh, transitioning your position. What does that mean to you? This whole—I mean, just to summarize everything that was said. What does that mean to you? Just summarize. That I need to step up and show this. This is what I'm about. This is who I am. This is where I will accept and what I want to accept. Whose responsibility is it? Mine. Is it your responsibility to do what? My responsibility is to show people or tell people who I am. Okay, gotcha. Now, this well, first is of I'm... all, first of all, well, for, sorry, brother. First of all, you don't have to explain a thing to anybody. You just manifest. You don't have to explain to them why the blessing has dropped on your door. You just have to become. Because you giving the explanation basically is giving doubt to somebody else because you're answering the doubt. You don't have to answer things. You just have to show up. The answer's on the scene. You don't have to answer anything other than just arriving. Oh, I'm here. It's me. Because you're giving a definition as to why or who you are that's catering to their doubt. I don't care that you have doubt anymore. I don't care. So you just have to manifest to show up. I'm sorry, brother. (laughs) See, when I first started this whole thing, I heard choice and meaning that you choose to believe that you're defeated so you walk in it. You choose to believe that even all the promises of God and you're listening to them and you're hearing them in your head, but in actuality, you, and, and what he was saying, what you, you, you said that you're going to show yourself, no, that's you. That's not how God has ordained this thing to be. What you have to do is to do the work to let the Holy Spirit in and he will position you. He will uplift you. He will transform you. So you submit yourself to the word and allow the word to transition you into whom God called you to be and quit believing the lie. You believe in a lie that you're defeated, that you're no good, that you can't do, blah, 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 years. Now, understand, it's been years since the enemy's been beating this in you. So now I don't expect it to transition overnight, but what you have to do is you have to start doing the work so that the word of God can break the yoke over your life. You don't have the strength to break it, and it ain't even your job. Your strength is to receive what God has given you and allow the word to do what it's called to do. It will break the yoke because, see, as long as you're trying to do it, you're going to always be defeated. 
As long as you're walking in yourself, you're going to always be defeated. But if you will start openly getting into the Word, confessing His Word over your life, as the Holy Spirit gives you guidance and direction, and let the Word perfect all things that concern you, then you will begin to transition and walk from the brokenness into the wholeness, walk from the mishap to the, the mistakes into the whom God called and formed you to be, to be the blessing, to be the fullness whom God called you to be, not a partiality. Because right now you perceive yourself as a piece, not as a whole. So my prayer for you is that you will let God do what he's capable and desires and that you get out of yourself. Amen. Amen. What did you say? Harley Jr. Is this recorded? Uh, yes, it is. Anybody else? Okay. Well, if all hearts and minds are clear, uh, Apostle Farley, you want to pray us out? Yeah, you can do it. I'm good. You said no. <laughs> well, uh, may the Lord watch between me and hey, you know. ask him one for another. <laughs> <I'm there. laughs> hey, hey. Hey, we would expect to hear you guys at 10 a.m. in the morning, right, Sam? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Are you doing Mother's Day or no? Um, what you mean by doing Mother's Day? I'm Hold saying you're going to do a Mother's Day sermon. Uh, yeah, I'm going, man. Okay, take these. Oh. That's all right. Uh, no, yeah, you're preaching in the morning? I'm going to my mom. I, you know, I don't know what uh, we're going to do. My, I'm, I'm, no, I'm saying, are there. you preaching in the morning, though? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm doing that. Yeah, okay. So we are. we will expect to hear you guys, um... In the morning or at 10 o'clock, um, Central Standard Time, yes, where sir. no one else other than our own very Apostle Farley will be preaching. <laughs> so, we love you guys so and we will talk to you soon. <laughs> All right. Peace out. Bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.